Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Good evening. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin, and I'm dropping in briefly because you guys already know what we're getting ready to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about faith killers. (laughs) Yes, we got to go there. We're getting ready to go in and we're going to deal with the issues of our heart because what we believe comes out of the heart. You know, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says it's with the mouth that we confess. But how many of you know that it's with the heart that we believe? So, but we're going to pray first. Father God, we just thank you for being there together in the midst of us. And Father God, according to Luke 24 and 45, we ask that you um, open up our understanding So help us to understand, open up our understanding so we can understand the scriptures like you did the apostles in Luke 24 and 45, Father God, open up the, open up the eyes of our understanding, open up our ears so we can hear what the spirit of the living God is saying, Father. And you tell us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Father, as we hear your word, Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit will give us a rhema word so we can have faith to receive your word, faith to believe your word, and faith to do what it says, Father, for we know that without faith, it is impossible to please you. Okay, thank you guys for joining in on my podcast also, because I'm uh, recording live on my podcast on anchor.fm. You guys subscribe to me there on Spotify also, under Arthur Pearlie Martin Biblical um, Principles for Inner Healing. Okay, so we're going to, I got my t-shirt on again today, you guys, faith. Um, but we're getting ready to jump in, and I pray when I interrupt it. Okay? Okay, so you already know where we're going. We're going to Matthews 14. I mean, Matthews 13. We're going to talk about the parable of the sower. We're going to talk about the parable of the sower. Let me pull it up here. Parable of the sower. We're going to start at Matthews 13. Verse 18, how about that? It says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. We're talking about faith killers, things that kill our faith, okay? Things that the enemy used to kill our faith. It says, listen to what the parable of the sower means. Matthew 13, 18. It says, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes to snatch away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed fell on rocky ground. It refers to someone who hears the word at once and receives it with joy. Okay, the first, the first, first uh, thing I want to deal with, because we know in John 10, 10, that Jesus said that he was a good shepherd, right? And he comes that we might have life and have it more abundantly. But it's the thief who cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. That's John 10, 10. And he said it in that very order. How many of you know that? Um, God uses his words very strategically. He doesn't just say stuff to say it. So he said, the first thing he says, the thief comes not to do, but to steal. So the devil can steal. What is it he's coming to steal? He's coming to steal the word of God. Because how many of you know that the word of God, it is the power of God under salvation, but the word of God is also our weapon of warfare. And when we don't have know what the word of God says, it's like being in a war without a weapon. <laughs> Can you imagine being dropped down in the middle of Afghanistan with no weapon in the middle of a war zone? Well, we are. We are in a word war. 
Uh, and this is why the Bible teaches us and tells us to put on the full armor of God, our helmet of salvation, our breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith that quenches the fiery darts, um, the belt of truth, because this is going to hold everything together. What is it all built on? It has to be built on truth. That belt is going to hold everything together. We have to have, have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. And then we have to have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, because that's the weapon of our warfare. All the other gear is protective gear, but the sword of the spirit, that's our, that's the the weapon that we're going to use to physically protect ourselves, right? The shield of faith is going to quench the fiery darts. So the devil, the devil wants to steal our shield of faith (laughs) because if he can steal the shield of faith, we won't be able to quench the lies of the enemies, those fiery darts, those dense thoughts that come against our mind, those words that's coming against our mind that's contrary to the word of God. And these are the things, this is the purpose of the shield of faith, is to quench those fiery darts, okay? Um, but Proverbs, uh, excuse me, Matthew 13, 18 I, the first, the first uh, thing I want to deal with here when it says, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, I want to deal with that right there. The evil one comes and snatch away what was sown in their heart. So when, when we hear the word of God, when the preacher preach, the teacher teach, or however way you're hearing it, and if we don't understand it, the devil, he comes, he comes and snatches away what was sown in our heart. And so without understanding, we know that we cannot have faith without understanding. So Proverbs tells us in all our getting to get some understanding, right? It says wisdom is the principal thing, but in all our getting, we need to get some understanding. So we can ask God, this is why I ask questions like, do you know how to do what you know? Because how many of you know, we know a lot of things, but my question to you is, it's not about what do you know? My question is, do you know how to do what you know? Um, So what the devil does, he says here, 18 verse 19, he comes to steal the word. What is the devil? The seed represents the word. So Satan is coming. The devil is coming to steal the word. The word is our weapon, right? The weapon of our warfare is not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds, right? So the word of God is our weapon. It's the sword of the spirit. So the devil can steal our weapon. He has rendered us basically defenseless. Right. So you don't want to enter into a war without a weapon. We are in, I like to say, we are in a word war. It's a word for a word. So the the devil is coming with his lies and his words. And guess what? If we don't know what God's truth says, we're not going to be able to say, like Jesus said to him in the garden, it is written. What's written? The word of God. And then we say what the word of God say. That's the fight of faith. We are contending Um, We have to fight the good fight of faith. How do we fight the fight of faith? By saying what the word of God says. And not just saying it, but we must believe it in our heart. Because we confess it with our mouth, remember? But it's with our heart that we believe. You know, um, we can say some things and not really believe it. It's with the mouth that we confess. But it's with the heart that we believe. Do you believe the word of God in your heart? I like to tell people this too, because Jesus tells us, he says, it's out of the abundance of a man's heart 
that is mouth speak, right? So I like to say what's in us is coming out of us. It's for us out of the abundance of a man's heart that is mouth speak. So one of the first faith killers I want to deal with is um, uh, not being able to understand the word. It's actually the second one. Not being able to understand the word. If the devil can steal the word, we cannot have faith for something we do not understand. Matthews 18 and Matthews 13, 19 tells us, please follow me. I'm on Matthews 13, the parable of the sword. So the first the first one I want to deal with is not being able to understand. You can hear the word, but if you don't understand the word, we're not going to be able to have faith for something that we cannot understand. That's a faith killer. Unbelief, we definitely do know. That's, that's really number one. Unbelief, um, a faith killer. Doubt and unbelief is definitely a faith killer. It's definitely a faith killer. We know that because uh, unbelief, doubt and unbelief is opposite to faith. Uh, And when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. So the Bible tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? We must first believe that he does exist and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So without, I I like to tell people to please God is simply to believe God. Because when we don't believe him, we're calling him a liar, right? If, you, if you're if you sitting here and you're telling me stuff, and I'm like, well, I don't believe you, I don't believe you, that's not pleasing to you either. <laughs> to know someone is sitting up and calling you a liar and telling you they don't believe anything. Okay, so I'm, what is your faith killer? But We're not going to just talk about the faith killers, but we're going to talk about the solutions. How many of you know that? Okay, so here in... Um, uh, you know, the children of Israel, the Bible says that they could not, he said, uh, it says, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own heart is not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. He said, uh, you must warn each other every day while it's still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believe, we will share in all that, that belongs to Christ. Remember what it says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart because a hardened heart is a heart that's in rebellion towards God. A hardened heart is a, is a rebellious heart. It says, as, and it says, today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart as Israel did when they rebelled. Don't rebel. Quit resisting the Holy Spirit. The word of God is still the same. Even if when our situations and circumstances change, sometimes people, they want to close their heart to the word. They don't want to hear what the word say because they want to believe what they want to believe. And even if you show it to them in black and white, that's a hardened heart. We don't get to pick and choose what we want to do. Believers believe. Believers don't just believe part of the word. Believers believe all of God's word. I don't know about you, but I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my heart. And I'm saying, because, you know, I like to tell people, um, I'm so convinced that my way was the wrong way that I don't want my way anymore. I don't want to lean to my own understanding. I don't want to try to figure it out. I want to acknowledge God in all my ways so he can direct my path because he already has figured it out. He already has the answers. He is the answer. Um, to everything that I need. For every problem I have, he really does have a solution. And I don't have to try to figure it out. I can just go to the Lord in prayer, find out what the counsel of God is saying, ask God for wisdom to do what I know. And that's the solution. He will give you words of knowledge. He will give you words of wisdom 
He'll get it to you. When you hunger and thirst after righteousness, when we want to know what to do, God will let us know what to do. I remember one time um, there were some things that was off my body and um, the Holy Spirit, the Lord gave me a word of wisdom. And he told me, he said, it's the orange juice. He said, quit with the orange juice. Sure enough, I did what he said and, and, the, and the problem went away. Um, but that was a word of knowledge. And the word, you know, he was letting me know what was going on. And then he told me what to do. Stop doing it. <laughs> you know, so the Holy Spirit, the, the Lord would let us know. He's not trying to withhold anything uh, that's good for us. He's our father. He's our Abba father. And um, he's not like man. He's a good, good father. He's not a, you know, he didn't create us to leave us, to forsake us. Um, to abandon us. That's not what he did. He's not like man. Okay? He's not. He's he's perfect. He really is perfect in all his ways. And we really can trust him. But um, today when we hear his voice. Harden not your heart. As of the children of Israel don't right there rebellion. And, and who was it who rebelled against God? Even though they heard his voice. Um, even though they heard his voice, wasn't the people Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't the people who sinned, whose corpse laid in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest? Wasn't, the pe- wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So we see that because of their unbelief, the Bible says, they was not able to enter into his rest. That is the greatest of it all. Unbelief. Uh, it's a hardened heart. He called unbelief an evil heart of unbelief. And the heart of unbelief is an evil heart. And the reason it's evil, because once again, what we're saying is, God, I don't believe you. God, you are a liar. And I know we don't like to say that, but I like it. I mean, it's just the simplicity of the gospel. <laughs> it says, listen to what, and then we goes on. We're talking about, again, the parable of the sword, Matthew 13. We're going to jump down here. So, Unbelief is a faith killer. When we don't believe God, once again, we call him a, a, a liar. And uh, without faith, we can't please God. So uh, how do we, what's the solution to that problem of doubt and unbelief? Uh, faith, uh, harden not your heart. Open your heart to the word of God, to the will of God, to the way of God. Surrender your will for God's will. We cannot be stiff-necked and rebellious. Remember, God says he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. When we're proud-hearted, we le- we do lean to our own understanding. Remember, my Proverbs tell us, he said, um, do not lean to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God, and he will direct your path. Um, do not be wise in your own eyes, but depart from evil. So when we're trying to figure out stuff on our own without the counsel of God, that's us trying to be wise in our own eyes. Okay, God, just sit over here. I, I, I got this. I can, I got this. When I finish, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing, then I'll check back in with you. I don't need you for this. Um, like God can't understand uh, what it is that we're going through. But how many of you know he, he already know what we're going through before we knew what we was going to go through? He's that alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the art and the finish of our faith he's omnipotent omnipresent he knows everything he's everywhere at the same time so there's not that's how he's a present help in our time of trouble because he's already in the trouble before we get in the trouble he still is the fourth man in the fire not only is god with us but god is in us as born again believers it tells us it teaches us that our body is a temple of the holy ghost my question to you is what is your faith killer 
What's killing your faith? What is it that's keeping you from believing that the word of God is not true? What lie has the devil told you to make you believe that the word of God is not true? Is God a healer? Yes or no? Okay, well, there is absolutely none whatsoever buts in God. There is no buts in God. Is God the healer? Is the medicine the healer? Um... I'm not talking against medicine, but what I'm saying is whatever we do in word or deed, we have to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You take your meds, but take them in faith, knowing that God is the healer, okay? Knowing that people can't save people, only God can save people, okay? Um, we The just is called to live by faith. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. We're called to walk by what we believe and not by what we see. Uh, why is this? Because we're believing in a God that we cannot see. I need to, I'm asking the question again, what is your faith killer? Is it doubt and unbelief? If it is, Lord, we just repent of it. Not our will, Lord, not our way, Lord, but let your will be done. So how do we solve doubt and unbelief? We need to hear the word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we need to spend time hearing the word of God because hearing the words of the world is going to um, um, kill the word of God. It's going to. It's going to cause being double-minded and unstable is a faith killer because um, it's, it's having a divided loyalty. A double-minded man, the Bible says, is unstable in all his ways. And, and he needs to think that he's going to receive anything from God. Right? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. This is what the word tells us. That a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let's pull that up. Let's in James. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. This is in James 1.8. Let's read it here. James 1 and 8 tells us, uh, such a person is double-minded and stable in all their ways. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. They are unstable in everything they do. Is your loyalty, NLT says that their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they do not understand, uh, they are unstable in everything they do. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let's see, James 1 and 7 says, That man should not expect to receive anything from God. He is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Um, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways because he has divided loyalty. James 4 and 8 says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Make a decision. Who will you serve? This day, who would you serve? Because we can't have it both ways. There's, there's no man in the middle because he said we're hot or we're cold. There's no lukewarm because I'll spew you out of my mouth. So decide this day who you're going to serve. Decide this day who you're going to believe because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways because he has divided loyalty. Let me um, read more into that. James 1. James 1. Uh, one and five. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you, NLT. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Mm. 
James 1, 8. So um, a double mind, being double minded is a faith killer. This is what we're talking about. James 1 and 5. If you need wisdom, ask our God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. When we go to God to ask him for something, make sure there's no plan B. <laughs> make sure that our faith is in God alone. Because when we have plan B's, that's being double-minded. What we're saying, well, if this don't work, then I'll go and I'll do this. This is having a plan B. God don't want a plan B. He said, make sure that when we come to God, that our faith is in God alone. Do not waver like a person with divided loyalty. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. A double-minded man has divided loyalties between God and the world. He wants to have it both ways, but you can't have it both ways. How many of you know there's no buts in God? And a lot of us are double-minded um, really a lot of double-mindedness and unstableness in this season. Um, um, uh, some of us, we have quit preaching the gospel and we've turned away and started preaching another gospel. <laughs> First, Jesus was the Savior. Now, we got medication as a Savior. Um, come on now. Um, a double-minded man is not going to receive anything from the Lord because he has a divided loyalty. Make up in your heart who you're going to serve. There's no buts in God. And we can't pick and choose what we want to do. We don't get to pick and choose what's true and what's not true. Either by his stripes we're healed or we're not. Can't have it both ways. We can't confess healing and sickness at the same time. That's double-minded. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Um, who are you going to serve this day? Pick a side. Okay, so... Um, the devil was able to steal the word because of no understanding. Okay, we got that out the parable of the sword. I'm going back to the parable of the sword. Okay, um, that was Matthew 13, 19. Now we're going to go down to Matthew 13 and 20. It says, the seeds falling on the rocky ground, it refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last for only a minute. They, they, they only last for a minute because they have no root in themselves. They last for only a minute because they have no root in themselves. So the first the first faith killer is not being able to understand. Unbelief really is the first one. Second one, not being able to understand. When we don't understand the word, the devil is able to steal it because we can't have faith for something we don't understand. Then we go on to Matthew's 18 in um, 20 and, the, and these are the seeds that fell on the rocky ground and it refers to someone who hears the word and they receive it with joy at once you know the one that's just running and shouting all through the church and that's good and there's nothing wrong with that I love it okay so we re- in us too you know we receive the word we're excited we're praising the Lord hallelujah thank you Jesus okay and we receive it with joy Okay, but then verse 21 comes along and it says, but since they have no root, it's just surface level. We're not really believing it in our heart. It says they last only for a short time. You know, um, 
And when trouble or persecution comes, listen to why it says, why does trouble, it says when trouble, I want you to listen to this. This is verse 21, Matthew 13, 21. Please read Matthew 13. It says, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. And it says that, so when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So what, why did the trouble and the persecution come? It it didn't come to try to steal your car. It didn't come to try to do none of that. It says it came for the word. (laughs) The devil is trying to steal the word. Are you convinced now? Because the word of God is our weapon of warfare. And without the word, when we don't know the word, we don't have a weapon. This is why he fights us. This is why he doesn't want us to read. This is why he doesn't want us to study. This is why he doesn't want us to listen to the word. This is why he doesn't want us to assemble ourselves. He's fighting. He's trying to steal the word. So how does he steal it? The first time he steals it, he steals our faith. He kills our faith. He killed the faith because of no understanding. Verse 21, he was able to steal the word because the trouble and the persecution came. And because they was not rooted and grounded. And it's so important in this season, more so than ever, as we approach the evil in times, that our soul is anchored in the Lord. Because it's he that endured to the end that shall be saved. He's just so anchored in the Lord. No matter what comes, because if we faint in a day of adversity when times get hard, Proverbs says that our strength is small. Okay, so here we see trouble and persecution can't come because of the word. This is why when we're when we're suffering for Christ's sake, it's because of the word. When we're being, we're talking, we're not talking about for being a meddler or a busybody in someone else's business. But when we're suffering. Because we decide to take a stand for the word, um, because we will not move, or you're being persecuted, because you will not give in, you will not come up off of the word, then that's suffering for Christ's sake. That's the right kind of suffering. I mean, you're not suffering, you're being lied on, you're being persecuted, you've been talked about because of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's when you're suffering. That's the kind of suffering he's talking about. Suff- I mean, when you're getting your head cut off because you won't confess, deny Christ, that's definitely, that's suffering for Christ's sake. Any type of suffering or persecution that's arising because of the word or because of your faith in Jesus Christ, that's the kind of suffering that he's talking about. That's suffering for Christ's sake. Having sickness and disease in your body is not suffering for Christ's sake. Oops, yes, I said it. Okay. That's not suffering for Christ's sake. So resist that on every hand. Because if we think that God is getting the glory out of our suffering from cancer and sickness, disease, we're not going to see a need to resist it. God is a healer, not a killer. Yes, I said that. And the reason I said that is because he said that by his stripes we're healed and we have been redeemed from the curse. And Jesus came for this purpose was the son of God manifest the word of God teaches us to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, John 10, 10. And I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But it's the thief, the devil, the enemy who come and not, but to steal, 
kill and destroy. And he said it in that order. So if it's still in killing and destroying, I want you to know that it's not my heavenly father. And please don't blame God. You guys go and listen to that podcast. Don't blame God. We have to be able to discern so we can distinguish the difference between what's good and what's evil, what's God and what's not. He said, beloved, don't try, don't believe every spirit, but we're to test the spirit to see if that spirit is of God. Okay. Um, um, okay. So um, lack of understanding is a faith killer when we don't, he can still live. He's out to steal the word. Can you guys say that to me with me? The devil is out to steal the word. Let's, let's quit. If he can steal the word, he got your car, he got your house, he got your marriage. I mean, what, whatever the word is, what's the counsel of God? What word are you standing on concerning your problem? This is why a lot of times we're feeling hopeless because we don't know what the word of God says. Cause faith is the substance of things hoped for. And when we're standing in faith on something, the way you can tell if you're standing in faith on something is if you have hope. When you're feeling hopeless, that means you're not, you're faithless. There's no condemnation because that's something that can be fixed. All we have to do is find out what the word of God says. What's the counsel of God? We need a scripture for our prescription. What is the word of God saying? What's the counsel of God saying concerning the situation? Find out what the word says, stand on the word, confess the word, believe the word, and act on whatever it is that he's saying. We have to follow the instructions. We know that when the doctor gives us a prescription, a lot of times we'll read what the side effects are and what it's good for and when we're supposed to take it and how many times it's supposed to. We read the, the um we read the directions for the prescriptions and then we follow our directions. We take it as it's prescribed. Well, the word of God, the scriptures is our prescription. <laughs> you can't have more faith in man-made things than in, 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 uh, in God's word. Nothing can take the place of the word of God. And whatever takes the place of God becomes the God of our lives. Do you have any golden calves in your life? Yes. I had to say it because anything that takes the place of God in our lives becomes the God of our life. 23 tells us, but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it and understands the word. So not only did they hear the word, a good ground heart, is a heart, a heart that hears the word, and then they understand the word, okay? And then, and then this is the one who produce a crop, and it it, they, it yields 160 or 30 times what was sown. So if the, we're not seeing the word of God manifest in our life, it's connected to a heart issue. Let's make sure, let's check our heart and see what type of ground, see if we're really believing God um, in our heart. We, it's with our mouth that we confess, but it's with our heart that we believe, right? So the devil comes to steal the word when we don't understand it. The cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, the trouble, the persecution, all this kind of stuff, the devil steals the word. So Jesus tells us, he said, um, cast your cares upon me. Why? Because when we don't cast it, we carry it. And when we don't cast our cares, that's a way that the devil is able to distract us and steal the word, to try to overwhelm us. 
um, with anxiety and fear and cause us not to trust the word. God does not want us to focus on the problem. He wants us to focus on the promise. What is the counsel of God concerning the situation? I just dropped in for a minute to ask this. We're talking about faith killers. You know, we take painkillers. But here I'm talking about faith killers, things that kill our faith. Unbelief kills our faith, of course, we know, because it keeps us from believing God. When we don't understand the word, he's able to steal the word from our heart. So that's a faith killer, not being able to understand. Proverbs 4 and 7, I'm just recapping. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and all that getting, get understanding. Uh, Luke 24, 45, my prayer for us today is that the Lord will open uh, our minds to understand the scriptures. So as we begin to read the word, we'll be able to understand what it is that we're reading. What's your faith killer? What's killing your faith? The things that you hear, um, evil imaginations. These are things that kill our faith, our thought life. This is why we have to renew our mind. The word of God tells us to cast down, uh, casting down evil imaginations and every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Um, That's Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. It tells us, it says, casting down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If we don't bring those thoughts in obedience to Christ, um, we're going to end up doing what the devil say do because those thoughts are... Uh, exalting itself against the knowledge of God. Those thoughts are contrary to what the word of God says. Any thoughts that are contrary to what the word of God says is not God's thoughts. (laughs) Any doctrine that's being taught that's contrary to what God is saying is not God saying whatever they're saying. Um, The Holy Spirit does not uh, uh, teach, preach, do anything that's contrary to who he is. He will not... um, he does not speak contrary to his word. If someone says something, um, someone says that God said something, you could say, okay, well, um, where, did, where, did, where is that at? Because that's what they did in the book of Acts. When the apostle Paul would teach, they would go home and they would study. They would study the scriptures, the Bible says in the book of Acts, to see if what they said was correct. And it's okay to say, hey, can you tell me where that's at? I've never read that before because we haven't read everything. We don't know everything, right? Okay, so 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, I'm going to read the NLT version. It says, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And so um, that's that's what that is. When you're talking to someone and their thoughts and what they're saying is contrary to what God is saying, the Holy Spirit will have you sometimes to say, to bring correction to what they're saying, um, to capture those rebellious thoughts and to try to teach them to obey the uh, obey Christ by telling them what the truth is. Um, I've had to talk to people and say, hold on, I haven't read that anywhere. Or I would say, that's not what that says. You know, um, why? Because the Holy Spirit, he, um, the Apostle Paul says, I'm set for the defense of the gospel. So the Holy Spirit is like a repellent. When you say something that's contrary to the word, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that we have an unction from the Holy One. The Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, who's in us, he is our teacher, he knoweth all things, right? And so we have an unction from the Holy Spirit, and he'll let us know 
that's not quite right. This that's kind of off. I don't know exactly where it, what it is, but my spirit is not bearing witness with what they're saying. It's something that's not quite right. You know, the Bible says it's the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit to let us know that we are children of God. But the Bible also says that we don't need a teacher to teach us anything, um, for we have an unction from the Holy One that knoweth all things. But he's not saying that we don't actually need a teacher. What he's saying is the Holy Spirit, he's going to be the one to let you know if that's right or wrong. But not only that, he's going to reveal, he's going to open up our thoughts so we can understand the scriptures. He is the rep. He's going to be the one that gives us the insight and the rhema. He's going to cause it to come alive. He's going to be the one to let us know. Remember when um, uh, Jesus told the apostle uh, Peter, he said, who do you say? I am?" He said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And he said, well, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my father, which is in heaven. So the Holy Spirit. Our Heavenly Father, in other words, he gave him a rhema word. He he took the blinders off so he could understand, He so that he was be able to understand what the word of God, what he was saying. He revealed that to him. The natural man cannot understand spiritual things because they are spiritually discerned. It's, it's foolishness to him. So in order to be able to understand the word of God, we have to receive the spirit of God. So do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? That's my question. Because if I, I don't know about you, but before I accepted Jesus Christ, I could not understand a word of it. It was like the Bible was written in a completely different language. It was hidden from me. But when I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, then my eyes, the eyes of my understanding was enlightened. The eyes of my understanding was open and I was able to understand what it meant. It was foolishness to me. What you mean you're known by the fruit? What does that mean? I'm thinking a natural fruit on the tree. What does that mean? But when he opened my eyes, when he opened the eyes of my, when I accepted his son, Jesus Christ, and he opened the eyes of my understanding, then I was able to see. Then I was able to understand. And when I say see, I don't mean just my natural eyes, but I was able to, with my spiritual eyes, I was able to understand. The Holy Spirit had let me, he allowed me to see and to be able to understand. Okay, Romans 10, 9 and 10. I'm I'm getting ready to end it here. I'm not going to be long today. But my question is, um, uh, we cannot understand the word of God. We cannot understand the things of God without accepting having the spirit of God. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 10, 9 and 10, NLT says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Um, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So if you would like to accept Jesus Christ, um, my prayer for you is uh, to just simply believe that Jesus Christ, to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, and to believe in your heart that God did raise him from the dead, and you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that that's what makes you right with God. But it's by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So make sure you let someone know um, that you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if you confess him before men, he said, I will confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, Jesus said, well, then I'll deny you before my father. Okay, so in order to have a relationship with God, we have got to accept the spirit of the living God. For the natural mind cannot understand the things of God. When outside of Jesus Christ, without the spirit of God, you cannot understand the word of God. For they are spiritually discerned and it's foolishness to someone who does not have the spirit, right? 
Okay, well, I'm getting ready to end it here. And again, we were talking about faith killers. Uh, when we don't understand the word, the devil's able to steal the word. The devil is coming for the word. He's coming for the word uh, because, once again, the word of God is our weapon. It's, it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, right? It is our weapon of warfare. Let me show you this before we go. Hebrews 4 and 12. It tells us, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joint and marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts, and it knows the intents of the heart. And Jesus knew their thoughts. Okay, so the word of the, the gifts of the spirit, they're going to operate through the word, the word of God. It is a discerner of the thoughts. It, it knows the intents of the heart. It knows whether it's, a, it's the flesh or the spirit. It can discern the difference between the flesh or between the spirit. Um, you ever been hearing someone sit up preaching something, saying something, and it was just totally flat and dry? That was the flesh. There was no anointing on it. The, the anointing, uh, when the anointing comes on something, that's God saying uh, he's okay in it. He's approving it. When he anoints it, he has put his seal of approval on it. And I'm telling you, I've heard the anointing, and then I've heard some stuff that was so dry that I could not wait till it was over. I've heard pre people say stuff, and the Holy Spirit say they don't believe that stuff. It's a discerner of the thoughts and it knows the intent. And Jesus knew their thoughts. I'm not talking about mind reading. I'm talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The words, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, um, the discerning of spirits, uh, the, the prophetic word, the word of wisdom. I'm talking about the gifts of the Spirit. It would say Jesus knew their thoughts. <laughs> and so he would say what it was. You know, to correct them without, you know, he knew their thoughts. You know, so um, what I'm saying is, what's your faith killer? Maybe you don't understand the word. Ask God for wisdom and he will give it to us, James tells us. Maybe you need to get more rooted and grounded. The Bible says, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's so important that our soul is anchored in the Lord. There is no buts in God. Either we believe everything he says, because when we don't believe what he says, we call him a liar. Lord, I believe you're a healer, but I don't believe, I don't believe this. There's no condemnation because God knows who we are. And we're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. Okay, so um, remember we talk about we have to close those doors in our lives that gives access to the devil in our lives. So um, we need to find out what the word of God says, what the counsel of God is concerning those issues in our lives that's contrary to who he is and to how he is. And then when we find out what the truth is, because God's truth is what set us free free from a lie. We know that John 8, 32 tells us, if, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and that truth will set us free. God's truth will set us free from a devil's lie. And that's what this podcast is here all about, um, to bring about deliverance um, through the word of God, by the word of God, because I believe the word of God, it is definitely the power of God. Okay, I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be blessed, be so encouraged, and work on those faith killers. Okay, 
not being able to understand the word, um, not listening to the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So we got to hear the word to have faith for the word. Okay, so I'm getting ready to end here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Remember to keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Um, Spend time in the word of God so your soul can be anchored in God. You know, they sing that song all the time. Our soul is anchored in the Lord. But is our soul really anchored in the Lord? Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But we have to um, read the word, uh, believe the word, act on the word for our soul to be anchored. Thy word have I hid in our heart. I'm getting ready to end it here. Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Father. We thank you that as we uh, hide your word in our heart, Father God, uh, we will not sin against you. For your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, Father God. So my prayer is, Lord God, that you would give us a hunger and a thirst uh, for the desire for the things of the Lord, for a desire for the word of God, Holy Spirit. Um draw us by your spirit and father we ask that you open up our understanding so we can understand the scriptures as we begin to read you said those who hunger and thirst after righteousness father that you would fill them that you are not withholding any good thing uh, from us father god and that your word is your truth the word of god is the truth thy word have we hid in our heart father that we will not sin against you Um, We put the blood of Jesus over us, Father God. We thank you that this word has landed in good ground and that the enemy will not be able to come in and steal the word because of lack of understanding. Because, Father God, we ask you right now, this second, this minute, this moment, we ask you for wisdom, Father, to show us how to shut those doors, to show us, Father God, um, those areas in our lives that's contrary to you so we can shut the devil out of our lives. We ask you for wisdom to do what we just heard today, Lord God. For you told us to ask for wisdom, you will not rebuke us, Lord God. Um, and we give you the glory. We cast all our cares, our worries, and our fears upon you, Father, for we trust you. Um, we have faith and confidence in your love because you said that perfect love casts out fear, Father God. And because we have confidence in your love, Father, fear has no place in us. And we give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. You guys, thank you once again for joining into my podcast on my Facebook, my YouTube live page. Um, Arthur Pearly Martin, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys, share my podcast. Follow me on Spotify, Apple, um, Anchor.fm. Hit that subscribe button. Support our podcast. Hit the support button. Um, Leave a message on my podcast if you'd like a prayer request. Follow me on Facebook uh, at Raptime Martin. Um, You guys be so blessed. Or on my Pearly Podcast page. I have a Pearly Podcast page. Okay, you guys, I'm ending it here. And I like to say, like I always do, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful um, day. Let us magnify the Lord together because the thing that we focus on, the thing that we magnify the most uh, will be the thing that is um, magnified the most. So let's magnify the problem, the promise, and not the problem. Um, also, we have a giveaway next month. So you guys, uh, thank you for donating to We Care. We Care 1966.us. It's our community street outreach to the um, the low income, the poor, our seniors, disabled. Um, we just go into the neighborhoods, provide them with basic life necessities, clothes, food, water, tissue, whatever it is that they need. And of course, uh, we pray for them because that is the purpose of it all. Not just to minister to the natural needs, but the spiritual needs also. And I'm ending it here. You guys be so blessed and be so encouraged.
and please share this uh please share my um facebook live page as well as my podcast okay i'm in the here till next time faith killers (laughs) yes we gotta go there we're getting ready to go in and we're going to deal (laughs) with the issues of our heart because what we believe comes out of the heart you know Romans 10 9 and 10 says it's with the mouth that we confess but how many of you know that is with the heart that we believe. So, but we're going to pray first. Father God, we just thank you for being there together in the midst of us. And Father God, according to Luke 24 and 45, we ask that you um, open up our understanding. So help us to understand, open up our understanding so we can understand the scriptures like you did the apostles in Luke 24 and 45. Father God, open up the, open up the eyes of our understanding, open up our ears so we can hear what the spirit of the living God is saying, Father. And you tell us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Father, as we hear your word, Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit will give us a rhema word so we can have faith to receive your word, faith to believe your word, and faith to do what it says, Father, for we know that without faith, it is impossible to please you. Okay, thank you guys for joining in on my podcast also, because I'm uh, recording live on my podcast on anchor.fm. Um, you guys subscribe to me there on Spotify also under Arthur Pearlie Martin Biblical um, Principles for Inner Healing. Okay, so we're going to, I got my t-shirt on again today, you guys face, um, but we're getting ready to jump in and I prayed when I interrupted. Okay. Okay, so you already know where we're going. We're going to Matthews 14. I mean, Matthews 13. We're going to talk about this parable of the sower. We're going to talk about the parable of the sower. Let me pull it up here. Parable of the sower.